Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. My first wealth creation idea was actually, I thought, well, if I can't make money, then maybe I just meet someone who's got money and marry her. And that's how I met my first wife at a party in Darling Point, believe it or not, which just goes to show the power of your mind when you actually focus on something, whether it's, I believe I'm going to be successful through property investing, or whether you think I'm just going to marry someone rich. This is Property Investry where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shum and inside this episode on Property Investry, we're speaking with Peter Sun, owner of Real Estate for Profit. He'll uncover who his rich dad and poor dads were and how the power of positive thinking can shift your goals into reality. In any given day, Sun spends the majority of his time researching the market. Most days, it, when it comes to property, it, it really comes down to research. So putting the business side of it aside, you know, property itself is just a matter of research, understanding the market and, and really making the contacts in the industry to be able to actually find the right, you know, the right types of properties for what you're trying to do, whether it's a development or renovation or, or just a buy and hold strategy that we also teach. You know, you, you have to do your research and where most people fail is that they don't do enough research. I'm always looking on, you know, realestate.com. I'm driving around looking at, you know, going to, to open for inspections, just understanding the area that I'm looking to invest in. Educating myself over these, I've done a lot of courses myself. Uh, both in Australia and overseas. You know, I, I remember buying some American programs years ago and, and, you know, the Americans are always great marketers. So I learned a lot about, you know, selling properties better and more creatively or renting properties for more money, uh, you know, strategies to do that. And, and I've managed to kind of consistently, you know, outperform the market in terms of the rentals that we achieve on, on the properties that I've owned or, the prices that they were sold for, or just even the interest in the property, you know, given some basic parameters, such as, you know, if the real estate market is really not good, then there's only so much you can do in, in that market. You know, it, it is driven by demand and, and supply. 
His business is to provide education on property, including aspects like where to buy in Australia and how to create profit through selling or renting. We own a company called Real Estate for Profit, and I've been involved in, I guess, all aspects of property since uh, my early 20s when I actually married into one of Australia's wealthiest development uh, companies in Sydney. And at the time, um, my father-in-law was worth about $300 million, which was about 30 years ago, which would be about a billion dollars today. So, um, yeah, so I've been in, around the property game pretty much my whole, you know, my whole life. But I've, I've had kind of a, you know, a break in the middle as well with getting into business. And, and today we're sort of combining property and business together and, and putting a real unique twist on, on property and property education and, uh, and just helping people you know, who want to, um, you know, basically build an investment portfolio and be able to retire, you know, from property because that is the best vehicle to, to invest in. Growing up overseas, Sun's family moved to Australia when he was 14 and created a life for themselves through investing into property. From this, it is clear that his parents had a profound influence on him when he began building his own portfolio. Uh, I grew up in Czech Republic, the communist Czech Republic. Um, I left when I was 12 with my parents and we went actually lived in India for two years where I went to school and I learned English and then we migrated to Australia back in 1971 basically with $800 and two suitcases and you know within two years my parents, I was only 14 then, so my parents bought their first apartment in Sydney and you know they never rented since then since within being in australia for two years and in fact my parents that's where i learned a lot of also my my background in properties that my parents both had an ordinary job no big business never earned any huge big money but they retired multi-millionaires and it, it was because of property because they bought property in good areas sometimes they renovated sometimes they didn't but they bought always a, a like the, the worst house in the best street in, in good areas and they saw a lot of you know money that they made came from property. Sun compares his property influences from Kiyosaki's book Rich Dad Poor Dad where his rich dad was his father-in-law and his poor dad was his father. From his rich dad, he learned an important lesson. Well, actually, there was two. I call it, the, <laughs> this is quite a funny one, you know. Uh, my, my influences were like my rich dad and my poor dad because my poor dad was my parents, right? And my rich dad was my first father-in-law who, as I said, was a property developer in Sydney. They built like half of the the, the, the apartments in Sydney's Darling Point on the Gold Coast. He built about 30 or 40 high-rises. I'm, I'm talking 30 or 40, like 20, 30-story buildings in the 70s and the 80s. He was one of the biggest developers. He was pretty much on par with Meriton. Uh, he's now passed away and his company actually ended up uh, going public and actually folded during the, one of the, the recessions that we had. Uh, and uh, actually, I think only about $400 million. So that'll give you an, a, a kind of an idea of what, what a big you know, developer the, the, the family was. And I, and I go into property. Actually, my first house I bought from him because he had one unit left in Parramatta and I was dating his daughter then. He said, oh, there's this one unit I've got left in Parramatta and, uh, you know, you should buy that. And so I thought, oh, yeah, because he's my father-in-law. He gave me a great deal. And uh, 
So I bought it, and then you know, it took like ten years before I could get my money back. So being a developer, he never gave anyone a good deal, you know. So that's another lesson I learned: be very careful when you're dealing with professionals, you know, <laughs> whether they family or not. That's why he was a billionaire because he was ruthless, you know. He was, you know, he was pretty, pretty tough. Another lesson learned from his rich dad and developer father-in-law was the art of imitation, copying what rich people do. But having said that. Then he taught me something else. I noticed, so I, I sort of didn't make much money on that apartment because I, I was following what he told me to do, like he was selling it to me. But then I started working for his company first on a building side as a laborer, and then later on in the office as a, in property management. Later on, in, in uh, I started getting involved a little bit in property sales as well, and I got my real estate agent's license back then as well. And and I noticed that. You know, because I was around the dinner table with him and sort of talking about, you know, his business or whatever, for six years I was with, with his daughter. And uh, so he said, you know, Sydney's had a big run then. And, and it was, you know, when Sydney had a pretty big price rise back about 20, 25 years ago, 30 years ago now. And he said, oh, Melbourne's got to be next because it always follows Sydney. And it's exactly what happened the last cycle, the one that's just gone. You know, Sydney went first and then Melbourne followed. Melbourne sort of following. It's, it's a year or two behind. And uh, so he started buying up whole apartment blocks in Melbourne, not even developing, just buying them up. And and because he was doing it, I actually bought two units there, and uh, and I sold those. It's like I don't know, I can't remember exactly. Maybe three, four years later, but I made a really good profit on those because I did what he was doing, not didn't buy off him. I did what he, you know, I, I bought with him, you know, which of course was the right strategy. Since university wasn't for him. He believes that he had a negative mindset when he was younger, which proved difficult to overcome. I actually failed university, and uh, and I, at one point, to be honest, my my very early years, it's not when it comes to property, it's not as exciting as 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 you might think. I actually had this belief that I could not be successful, and that I would never be rich because I was like something lacking in me. Or I didn't, I wasn't very confident when I was younger. Uh, I certainly couldn't do what I do today, which is I'm doing seminars, I'm doing videos and all that stuff. And I could not do that when I was young. I was very shy. And my my first wealth creation idea was actually, I thought, well, if I can't make money, then maybe I just meet someone who's got money and marry her. And that's how I met my first wife at a party in Darling Point, believe it or not, which just goes to show the power of your mind when you actually focus on something, whether it's, I believe I'm going to be successful through property investing or whether you think I'm just going to marry someone rich and you really believe it, then it can actually happen. You can create that reality in your life because it first comes from your, you know, your thoughts, you know, and, and you have to make sure that your beliefs and, and your attitude around property are positive and, and about your own success is positive, but I didn't have it in those days. So I, I married wealthy and then when she left me, it was such a shock to me where, you know, I was so devastated, I actually attempted suicide and uh and i almost you know i almost at the age of almost just two years short of two days short of 28 i almost didn't go any further you know and that's gonna made a, a big impact on me and after that i decided to start a business and and take charge of my own financial future and really you know like rely on myself for, for my success and and that's when i started businesses and started buying more properties and and it went on from there before starting real estate for profit, Sun undertook many different business ventures. After I, uh, I worked for that for, for her company and I just got my real estate license, 
And because I had such a bad experience with, with the whole marriage thing and, and being around my, you know, my, my first wife, then I, I actually then got into business, believe it or not. And I started, you know, just, uh, I started a business and, and a couple of businesses. I, I, my first one was making spa baths in Sydney. I did that for five years. At the end of it, I learned another lesson that in business, you have to be good and you have to know how to sell things. Otherwise, you're not going to stay in business. So after five years, I lost everything. And I went up to Queensland and started up. Um, you know, I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of Sydney. And I moved to Queensland near the beach. And I started a food business, which I had for nine months. And then I got remarried. And I went and started my education business, which uh, started back in 1990. And, uh, and and that's what got me on the, I guess, the path that I'm in today. I made all my cash flow has actually come from my education businesses. And the current one we've got is around property. But I've also owned a business where we were teaching, you know, business skills, like how to get customers, how to generate leads, and just business, generally business. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Sun's journey on how he became a property investor. Property is not easy to get into if you don't have cash flow. You've got to have cash flow. How he grew his property portfolio. I bought an investment property recently, two years ago, which has already gone up like 20%. So it was $425,000 investment. It's gone up to, you know, over $520,000, $530,000 now. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates and two loan types, one with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Western Australia is tipped to be the next property hotspot. If you're looking to invest and build in WA, Take advantage of the affordable land market and record build times with Plunkett Homes. Visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash build to find out why they are WA's most established home builder. With over 150 years of experience, Plunkett Homes helps you develop turnkey homes across WA. To get your fixed price demolition or site works and to maximize profits and minimize time, visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash build. And now back to the show. Beginning his property investing journey, Sun expresses the importance of having cash flow before investing in property, which is how he built wealth through his own portfolio. One thing that, that I now try and stress to people, even if you look at someone like Harry Triggerbog, who's, who's obviously married to apartments and he's worth Australia's richest man, $10 billion, but he was a, he had a taxi business and, and a milk business, I believe, and that's how he funded his early development. So he had a cash flow business that funded the property. It is, you know, property is not easy 
to get into if you don't have cash flow. You've got to have cash flow. And, and most of the, the wealthy billionaires, uh, there's another family that actually my daughter was dating the, 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 the cousin of, of some, some, you know, the, the boyfriend was involved with the family who started Amart. Uh, and I think there was Van Lee showed or someone was their surname and, and she was dating one of the, the, the sons of the sister of the guy that owns Amart. And, uh, and again, you know, they sold Amart for $600 million and then he went into property. And, and again, it's because he had the cash behind him and he's now built that to over a billion dollars, you know, the, the property business, but you need money, you need cash flow to get into property. It is, it is hard. It's a hard business if you don't have income behind you because property is a long-term vehicle. It doesn't really create that much income in the beginning, especially if you're borrowing a lot of money. You know, no one's going to give you a, uh, a a gift in property. Very, very rarely, you know, you really have to earn it and you have to work for it. So it's it's not a, a business for, you know, for, for short-term thinking. You've got to really take a long-term approach, I believe, to it. He also recommends holding the properties you invest in and is more beneficial in the long term. I guess the mistake I made is that I sold again, right? If there's one thing that I guess I would recommend is, you know, holding onto property. All the successful people that I know that unless you're a developer, obviously it's your business to develop property, add value to it and turn it over, right? You want to hold the properties you, you buy because what tends to happen is you're in an art course, they tend to eat into your profits. You know, you got to pay, you know, selling fees, stamp duties, you know, there's all sorts of costs of, of, of selling and, and buying property. So, you you know, you don't want to be uh, doing that too much. You want to hold on to them and just, you know, eventually those properties start throwing off really good income. But that's why it takes time. You know, the good income is not going to come in the first year, two, or even the first five years. You've got to wait 10, 20 years to, to really build a huge income portfolio, you know, from property. Unless you have enough money to buy a property, you know, in, in big chunks which at one point I did. I think at one point I was making probably between half a million to a million dollars a year as profit in my business. And so the banks are throwing money at me and I, I ended up, you know, I owned like a couple of like a million dollar properties and then I bought, you know, even uh, commercial property and, 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 and investment properties. And so because the banks would lend me money because I, I had the cash flow. Although Sun has had some low points throughout his journey, he has proven to be resilient and been able to rebuild his portfolio on several occasions. He shares with us some of the investments he has made in his journey. To be honest, after my last divorce, I kind of was a little bit jaded and I, I actually decided to have uh, pretty much five years off. I literally, I had money, I had a beautiful house near the beach then in um, in, um, in on the Gold Coast, right, you know, like 150 meters from the water, it was a four-bedroom, sorry, four-story house with an elevator. I still own it today, and it's it was like a magnificent duplex. And uh, so I had that, and I had another very big house in the hinterland which I sold, and I made over a million dollars profit on it through renovating it and then then reselling it, and uh, and that was kind of you know you know I got I got rid of that property. And then I had two other properties that I sold again because of the divorce. So I kind of just went down to the one property and, uh, and, and I just had time off. You know, I just literally took, you know, I also, along the way, also actually, I invested in some land subdivisions in Gladstone. So actually, while this was all going on, I also 
I've got a, um, I subdivided some land in, in Gladstone and, uh, and I even bought actually, yeah, that's right. I even bought two properties in America, uh, through a friend that I was doing business with then in my marketing business. And he, he said there were some good opportunities there. So I put, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars into American property as well at that time. So you know, I've actually bought and sold 17 properties in my, you know, in my life. And I've started to build up my portfolio. Again, I just bought an investment property recently, two years ago, which has already gone up like 20%. So it was $425,000 investment. It's gone up to, you know, over $520,000, dollars now. The global financial crisis was a difficult time for many investors. Sun was no exception. This was one of the lowest points in his property investing journey for him. I think uh, the property, a lot of it has to do with timing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not just buying in the right area, but I can tell you, if you buy in the right area at the wrong time, then you can lose a, a lot of money. And, uh, and I've, I've, probably the house that I still own today, that was probably one of the, the, the low points, if you like. I bought it for... $1.6 million, which was bought from a builder that went bankrupt. So I was getting a very good price. It was on the market for $2.7 million originally. And I bought it for $1.6 million off the bank. Uh, but even so, the GFC hit. And in my street, uh, the house that was on the beachfront, in my, at the end of my, you know, like I'm about 150 meters from the water, but the beachfront house in my street sold for $11 million pre the global financial crisis back in 2007 and in 2010 that same house resold for 5.4 million oh wow that's a big drop so the the yeah the area these these kind of high end areas they really take a, a hammering so my property actually dropped in value as well and you know it got at one point it got valued as low as 1.3 which wasn't too bad considering because i bought it well but now I've seen that area coming up again. Last year, actually, my, my area grew by 30%, the, the suburb I'm in, because it is the best suburb on the Gold Coast. So when, when it picks up, it, it picks up well again. But, but that, that was probably my, my low point was, you know, when I bought this property, and, and there, was, there was two reasons why it was the low point in my investing. I mean, I bought this brand-new property. Uh, I own another property, as I said, that I ended up selling for a profit just before the GFC hit. But like uh, six weeks after I bought the property and I put my wife's name on it, she said to me, I've been seeing some other guy for six months and can you just give me the house and move out? Thank you very much. And uh, that emotionally was really devastating. That, that's why pretty much after we went through this massive court case and whatever, and she got whatever, uh, we settled it all. I, I had five years off. I really could not do anything for like five years. I just went on a five-year holiday. I just traveled, I, I had fun, uh, I bought myself a new car, bought a Lexus convertible, and, and I lived a very nice life, you know, just enjoying myself, you know, until I decided it was time to pick things up again, and, and that's when we started this property education company about three years ago. So I've got my property agent's license back again, I've got an auctioneer license now, so yeah, I am, and, and I'm back into doing, we're going to start doing property seminars, basically educating people on the importance of you know, providing for their, you know, retirement and, and property really is the best vehicle. I mean, I have done a lot of research into this and there's been more millionaires created 
through property than any other business or, or vehicle that's out there. In fact, over 80% of Australia's millionaires make their money directly from property, become millionaires because of their property values rising over time. The moment when everything clicked for Sun was when he realized the importance of combining a business and good cash flow with purchasing properties to increase his portfolio. I always knew property was was where you make you know money because I like I said I've seen my father in my first father in law was super wealthy and they lived in this like twenty million dollar mansion right on the waterfront in Sydney's Darling Point and I was living there with them and I came from a communist poor background so I guess that was an aha moment in a way it sort of made me see that. Number one, I wanted to have a business. I realized that working for a wage was not the way to go. Even though my parents, as I said, retired millionaires because of property, but they, they tended to work hard for it. You know, they had to, um, you know, they worked their day job. And then on the weekends and nights, they'd be renovating or, you know, doing up the, the properties. And then they would sell and, and move somewhere else and start again. So they really, you know, kind of didn't have a lot of life in their working years because they were either working in their job or working on their property. So I decided to, to have a business because I could see that the business and cash flow was essential to success because I've seen it in my in my father-in-law and, and what he did. And he was a truck driver and a, and a carnival ride operator before he got into property. You know, So it just showed me how far you can go if you apply yourself. And that was an aha moment for me. I realized that you know if I want to be successful, A, I'll have to do it myself. No one else is going to do it for me. B, I need cash flow. I need a business. Uh, that, that was for me. That was that was essential as well. And the third one was was when I'm making the money, put into property. You know, don't fritter away on on holidays and 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 higher living. But even though I did a lot of that as well, you know, always put the money in the property because nothing lasts forever. Whatever you think is going great today, you might find in five, ten years things can change. So if you invest in property, is the one thing that if you buy right, you hold on to it. You don't over-capitalize or borrow too much, then you're always going to be okay. You're always going to have something to fall back on. Inspired by Sun's story and his aha moments, we'll continue the conversation in a future episode on property investry. We'll talk about how to apply the strategy. What I developed was the four pillars, which is basically the first pillar is, you know, pick an area that's going to have that's got the best potential for future capital growth and you've got to look at cycles here. to success habits for property investing so what he said was imagine that your life is perfect right now it's like we're three years from now and everything in your life is perfect what sort of a car do you drive what sort of a house do you live in what sort of a person are you and that's next time on a future episode of property investry also if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that i only send out exclusively via email you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit 
mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.